We're, we're playing Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Spoiler alert. Um, and I beat a boss. It was the guy on the horse with the spear. My first try. <laughs> I, was su- I was super, super proud of that. I texted you and said, I beat this guy on my first try. And you said, me too. Now, I want to know, you saying that just to establish dominance or did you actually do it? I swear to God, I did it. Okay. But in all honesty, I have to tell you a secret. That boss is really fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was actually super disappointed that that it. Okay, no. We need it. Okay, we need to establish. There's two timelines. So depending on what boss, like that is the what people consider to be the first boss in the game, but that's the first boss in the present timeline. The other boss is. Like, there's another boss on the other timeline, and I fought that boss before I fought the guy on the horse. So the right. other boss, the drunkard, he's a fucking bitch, dude. Yeah, he's hard. Like, the I – because the um the guy on the horse, he – because you, you fight him right after a portion. I can't even remember what happens. Oh, dude. Oh, god dang. You get through the snake. Yeah, the the snake that one part. There's two parts in my entire gaming career that I will say this being one of them was the most exhilarating portions like in a game I've played. That is one of them. The other one is the sniper mission. Um, I'll gillied up in uh, Modern Warfare Two or yeah. one, 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 one. All the fanboys out there, one Modern Warfare One. God dang. Uh, because that, that – yeah, the all gillied up portion though, that was like – holy crap. I was so exhilarated. I was ready to run through a wall. I was so hyped up. That was like was crawling under – yeah. But going through the snake, the snake butt getting right up next to you and you – like once you snap – once I stabbed him in the eye and he just freaks out, I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. I don't yeah. know where to go. I was freaking out. I I've died. I died. <sighs> Not a hundred times, but quite a lot in that portion. And I like whenever it was all said and done, I was like, okay, come in, get into this other area and just calm down. I picked off all those guys and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I saw the big ass battlefield and I was like, are you serious? Right now there's going to be a boss battle. Like I already used up one of my um, resurrections and everything else. I had the other one. But I used the one that you get automatically. I used that one already on the snake, I want to say. So I was like, what do I do? Do I like – because there was the idol there, and I was like, do I go back and do the idol or do I just run in and try to do it? And I was like, you know what? You only live once, whatever. So I just ran down there. He like destroyed me right at the beginning, and then I was like, screw it. I'm just going to block like crazy and that's in my opinion i think that's the key you just have to hold down your block the whole time because yeah. we'll he's super ahead. easy to deflect and he doesn't yeah. attack that much but right. i watched one of the previews from some i think it was easy allies they were like oh the guy one of the developers like oh nobody else has made it this far nobody's beaten this boss so i took that as <laughs> this guy was going to be hard but he's definitely yeah. not and i had the ability where if you you can grapple and then attack like as you're swinging in so that yeah. helped too. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I like is that you're 
if you're stuck, you just need to grind to get to a next skill because you're whatever skill, no matter where you are in the game, the next skill that you need is going to directly help you with whatever person you're stuck on. Yeah. General, I feel like the mini bosses were harder than the bosses so far. So far. The, I mean, the drunkard, like I said, he, it's so hard to get a stealth shot on because that's what I, that secretly, that's what I rely on getting that one hit to where like you only have to worry about the other one. And that was the problem with the guy on the horse. I don't even remember how to pronounce his name, but yeah, uh, that was the problem with him was that you you don't get that opportunity the opportunity is taken from you and i thought the same thing with the drunkard but luckily i was like i really sat down i like looked up videos on what to do and how to handle it and stuff and there's a way to get a stealth kill and i was like you once i figured that out i was fine with it and i got past him but he's he's pretty damn hard and then um the very first mini boss that you're like yeah, I ran into him like a million times. He killed me so much. If you know which one I'm talking about, is that the samurai general? Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like all the mini bosses are samurai generals. Like you have the samurai general, Z, and then the ogre, and that's ones I um oh and the the dude with the spear, in uh, Harada Estate. Did you okay? So the Harada Estate. Do you want to start like do the intro? Yeah, we should probably do that. Um, so, hello and welcome to Dakota Call, uh, Z Targeting's video game podcast. I'm Luke. Tonight I got Dakota. What's happening, my man? Are we gonna call this the Sekiro special? Sure. Yeah, that flows off the tongue. I I just feel like it's the best option because I feel like we're really not gonna get into much else except for this because I have so much I have to say. Yeah, with the amount of time we got, probably not a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, we've been playing uh, a lot of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, okay, yep. what, what were you saying? Where were you at? Uh, okay, so the guy with the spear in yeah. Harada State, right? So I'm, I fought him the first time, and he kicked my ass. So then I was like, screw it, and I ran away because I'm a chicken. But I ran away, and this time I went up, like as far up as I could. I went around him and went up. And whenever I went up... I came to like a, a hut up at the very top of this like cliff, if you know what I'm talking about. And there's a, a purple ninja up there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you beat him? No, not yet. Okay, good. Whew. I'm struggling so much with him. I really, once I beat the general, the the guy on the horse, because I beat the guy on the horse. I got through the um, uh, the snake. Which I felt like was a huge accomplishment. Um, I beat the general before the snake, the mini boss before the snake, yep. and the um, the drunkard all in like one go. Like I just went and I was like, dude, nothing's killing me. I was like, screw it, I'm gonna go fight him again. I beat the the uh, obviously I beat the spear guy, but um, I was like, screw it, I'm gonna go back to this purple ninja and I'm gonna kick his ass, and I didn't. <laughs> But I thought I was on such a run trying to get through there, and it did not happen to me at all. Like, damn, he's hard. And I don't know why. I know what he's even – I even know what he's protecting, but I don't know, like, what's – why he's protecting it or anything like that. Maybe it's, like, more useful later in the game or something. Maybe. My guess. Yeah. I feel like I'm way too soon at it. And then – um, but, yeah. And the – so in the – 
just so we know, because I am curious. Oh, well, you already said where you are, that you're still stuck on the bull. So I looked it up. I don't know if you want help. I, I don't know if I should give you help or pointers or recommendations. Sure. All right. Screw it. Yes, for it. Um, the bull, I've really found that running around, just running around, like as fast as you can with the sprint button held down because there's no uh, stamina. Yeah. So like just run. And what I did was like he, whenever he would run around towards me, I would just run around him. And if I didn't get a clear path straight to him to just get in one hit, I didn't take it, and I ran back. So and like, because if you just keep running around him, I feel like this with most of the bosses, if any variety, both the the main bosses and the mini bosses, if you can just get on a full blown sprint and run around them, they're gonna attack, and they're just gonna attack the air, and you can just get behind them, hit them a couple of times, then get out. Yeah. And because the game. forces you to rely on breaking somebody's posture but and which is fine like that's what you strive to do but sometimes like i'm just not hitting the pot the um the blocks in time to be able to get their posture up that high that i stop thinking about the posture and just go straight for the um go straight for their health and I mean, because once you get their health down so far, their posture automatically breaks. It doesn't matter. So yeah, it seems like the bull is uh, your posture damage is so much. It's so much harder to get. Yeah, yeah. That's I stopped caring about it, and I just ran around them. And the other thing is, I don't know if you've realized it, because I'll admit I didn't realize it. I got to the bull, and I didn't know this. Um, but I watched a couple of like tips on YouTube, and most people would think just intuitively that whenever you're blocking, your posture doesn't go down. That you have to like relax and not block for your posture to go down. But it, that way, you have to hold your block. That's how you get your posture to go down. I don't I know if you noticed that. that. No. Yeah. So like anytime that you're like, holy shit, my posture is really high. Most people just want to like get back and just like not press anything and let them stand there. No, yeah. you actually want to like hold it, hold your posture as long – I mean your block as long as possible. That And that's what speeds it up and goes down. But like and once I hit. Yeah. Like you, you just have to hope that you don't get hit. Just give yourself room and hold the block. And if you hold the block, your posture will go down much faster. And – the amount of time that you recover your posture is directly related, obviously, to your health. So if you have a lot of health and a lot of posture damage already on you, if you hold your block, your posture will shorten like really quickly. It will go okay. away really quickly. But obviously, if you have no health, then it will take much longer. But yeah, once I discovered that, that you need to hold the, your block, that changed a lot. I That's a very, very good tip in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do, can you get down these counters, the Mercury counters? Um, I haven't gotten it um, totally like second nature yet, but that's yeah. that was really vital for me beating the Shinobi Hunter. Yeah. Because um, using the Mercury counter, you you can just punish him real quick with his with the spear. Right. And I haven't been in situations where I'm stuck since then, and I've been forced to use it. But um, I've done it accidentally a few times, and I'm like, oh shit, I need to actually use this. Yeah. Um, because I really dig that. And then, it's hard. Go ahead. Have you got the recover health when you do a death blow? Yeah, dude, that is so, so key. Yes. God dang, that is so great. Like, I, 
there was a couple times where I was like, I'm not using any health potions, the gourd. I'm not using the gourd. I'm not using any pellets. I'm just going to go around here and try to kill as many people as possible to get my health back up here. Yeah. Um, so I'm letting you know, though, as soon as you beat that, um, the bull, you run straight into another mini boss. Like, it's fucking brutal, dude. You'll get to, you do get to, um, uh, there's a, uh, an idol. And I think, so a lot of people are saying that the game opens up a lot more later. And I think that's the part that I'm on because I found like, I found at least three to four different paths that I can take. And like, I'm having the problem with Bloodborne where, I, where Bloodborne, there was no path to take. And I was like, I don't know where to go. But in, once you like beat Vicar Million, you have everything locked up and you don't really realize that you had a woods if you didn't know um that's like yeah i know (laughs) but like this is the opposite where like i have so many paths to go that i don't know which one's the right one because i found i don't know if you know but there's monkeys in the game i found the path to the monkeys and i'm like should i go to the monkeys now or should i stay back and try to do other things or whatever and then these did you find oh well did you talk to the guy about the frogs are you talking about the, uh, he gives you the rat description? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're rats. They're not frogs, well, are well, they? He he calls them rats, but they're like the the little guys with the the sombreros. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, am I just supposed to kill him? Well, there's there's a guy with a mask, and he says, "Go kill these rats for me." Yeah. And then right after there, you find three of them outside. Um. So, so you know where. Uh, the Ashina Castle Gate idol, and then you have to repel up, and then there's a guy with like three dogs. Yeah, it, that's like in a corridor. So you get behind there, and there's three of the little sombrero frog guys. Really? And, and you kill them, and then he gives you one of the esoteric text texts, and I believe that there's only three, and that was my third one, and that lets you buy you know skills, right? Huh. So. And that one has some pretty good skills, so I, I recommend doing that. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, it's the Ashina Castle game yeah, it's outskirt. Right right after the the boss. Yeah. And there's only there's only three of them. I must have missed them. See, I found one inside the gates. Like right after the bull, you get inside the gates, and I found one in there, and I was like, I killed this one. Do I go back? Do I stay here? What do I do? And whatever because so at that point so right now in the game where you are you're like i don't know if you are but i was thinking the whole time holy shit i can just stay up in the air like stay on the rooftops and all this other shit and once i got through the gate for after the bull i went directly to the rooftops and there's these fuckers up there that they i don't know how to describe them but do you remember the um like the bird people so we had some technical difficulties and lost some of the audio so here's a little break okay now back to the show okay that's a hint you can't get through it though but you can actually see what it looks like it says that it's it opens on the other side okay I'll, i'll have to look for that yeah um but i like i went into two and i found two more prayer beads in there 
Like, oh, shit. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That shit, it helps you. Like, you can do that. There's other ways, dude. But the thing is, like, prayer beads up your, you know, attack and vitality and whatever. But um, And posture. And posture. Maybe they don't do attack. Is it something else that's attack? But anyway. Um, yeah, I think. Go ahead. It's so much harder to get that. Like, you could, in Dark Souls, just kill easy enemies over and over and over. Right. Oh, yeah. And level your stuff up. Here, you have to, you know, there's a limited amount of those, and most of them are for, from beating bosses. So you have to actually accomplish something to do that. You can't you can't rely on those right. to get you, you through a tough area. Yeah, you can't grind for two hours to be able to just run through the next area. Yeah. Yeah. The the one of the guys I'm uh, that's playing Dark Souls, he he was telling me that every single day he goes home grinds for an hour like he has his own route and he does that route gets a whole bunch of blood echoes cashes them in before he starts actually like playing towards beating the game See, that's like, excessive like you're not gonna actually get better right and i told him that i was like dude that he was telling me i showed him the progression chart and where he's supposed to be at his level is supposed to be like i think it said 40 to 50 right now like where he's at in the game right now he should be between level 40 and 50 he's at level 70 and i was like some people beat the game on level 70 dude yeah so he's gonna have a tough time yeah uh, i was i mean whatever if if he's capable i mean if he has the time and that's how he wants to play it that's how he wants to play and that was the other thing he was like i don't want to he saw he was having a problem with God, Father Gascoin at one point. I know he just transitioned to Bloodborne, but I promise you that I mean they're both from games, so whatever. Um, but he was having a problem with Father Gascoin and like obviously starts looking at videos and saw that you can get him stuck on the tree and stuff in there. And he was like, "Man, I'm not gonna try to cheese it." And I was like, "Dude, you have to cheese these games, and they're like almost impossible without at least a little bit of cheese, yeah. like just." He like has so much pride, and I was like, that that pride's gonna bite you in the ass eventually. It's just going to, but whatever. I'm try I'm trying to convince him to just say screw it and 100% the game, but I don't know if he will. How hard is the platinum for yeah. Bloodborne? Yeah, for Bloodborne, not very hard at all, dude. Okay. I'm telling, Bloodborne is not a hard game to platinum. I mean, yeah, does it take a while to get there? Yes, but. You get so much. I only had like four more trophies to get once I beat the game the first time. Okay. No, no, I didn't. I had no. Never mind. I had because you have to do. You have to beat the game three times. So I had at least two more trophies to get, and then like maybe four more. So maybe a total of six more trophies. Is what I'm trying to say. Maybe, but you. St I mean, I hate to say this, but once you beat Bloodborne once, beating it two two more times is nothing. New yeah. Game Plus is not very hard, honestly. Especially like by that point, you have all the weapons. You have you're leveled up so much. You know exactly where everything is. I had that game down to a T, dude. Like I could map, I could draw you a map of that entire area, every single thing. And also the other thing with Bloodborne, I'm trying to convince you to try to 100% it because I'm telling you it's worth it. But the other thing with Bloodborne is there's so much optional areas that once you've done them the first time and you've gotten the trophy for getting to that area and beating the boss in that area, it's now you don't need to go there. And I'm going to say well over half of that game is optional stuff. 
well over half of it. So you just think of how much you can cut out. By the time I was done with the game, I could, if I just stuck to what was required to beat the game, I could beat the entire game in six hours easily. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, that sounds like a doable platinum. I was just, yeah. I, I have always kind of not worried about the, the platinum in these kind of games because I know right. Dark Souls 1, you have to yeah, play that's a ridiculous. ton. Ridiculous. Yeah. You have to do all kinds of online stuff and play for each, like, uh, uh, what do you call them? Each of the, the, the online covenants you can do. Yeah. So, and that, that would have taken forever. And then I, I thought, I, I may be wrong because I looked it up recently and it wasn't there, but I looked up the remastered one. But somebody said that you have to get all of the rings too, to 100% it. And one of the rings and one of the Dark Souls, I don't know if it's the first one, the second one, or the third one, but in one of them, you have to get all the rings. And the ring, for one ring, you have to beat the entire game without dying. I was like, dude, there's no fucking way you can do that. Like no chance that nobody's ever getting that ring. Yeah, so I'm not sure which one that is, but that sound that sounds like some of the hard trophies they, they yeah have. Yeah, I don't. I feel like av- that there had to have been like some sort of outrage or something like that. And Bloodborne, like I said, you have to beat all the bosses, which means that you have to beat all the um, optional bosses too. Um, all of the boss, you have to do. You have to get up to the Defiled Chalice Dungeon, and in the process, you're getting all the Chalice Dungeon trophies in that area. You have to get all the armor. All No, you have to get all the weapons, not all the armor. You have to get the three endings and um, find a Carol rune, level up a weapon all the way up to 10, and I think that's it. I think I literally just said every single trophy in Bloodborne. No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not hard at all. Well, it's just, it's just the, the and and when I looked up um, Sekiro to bring it back to Sekiro, <laughs> uh, I looked up the trophies for that, and they're kind of along the same path where it's beat all the enemy. I mean, um, all the bosses, get to all the areas, um, max out all of the prosthetic things, uh, skills, whatever you want to call them, max those out, get your gourd up to maximum, and. I want to say it's get all the endings of the game. And that's the one thing that I'm struggling with because obviously we just started with the game and I'm not looking too far ahead, but I'm trying to already piece together like what are the different things that you have to do to get the different endings. Right. So like in Bloodborne, it was you had to like pop three items. That was all you had to do to get a different ending. So is this the same or I just need to pop three items or – do I have to make a decision and do something do like, I don't know. It may even be that you have to beat one of the memories, like the Harada estate. You have to be the Harada estate before you can do the present memory or vice versa. That can give you the different endings. So I, I don't know. And the worst part is, is that I looked up the drunkard boss and they said under this ending, this is what he will do. So it's like, if he is already that soon of a boss, that could influence what ending I get later. Do I already mess everything up? See, the thing is, I don't. I really don't want to spoil that yet, since it's the game's still so fresh. Right, and, th- and, and no, we're playing I'm, it right now. Yeah. you know, at the beginning. And I'm, I'm the same way. Where I'm trying. I've been watching like let's plays and stuff like that, and like if they're if I know recognizably that they're much farther than me, I don't do it. Like I was already watching one where the guy was in the present day and it was nighttime, and I was like, what the what? 
So I stopped watching it because I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So this game, obviously we, we both really like it a lot. And I kind of wanted to talk about um, like my history with this, with the franchise and like, I'm surprised I'm, I'm enjoying this game so much already. So obviously you're a huge fan of Bloodborne. Honestly, when Bloodborne came out, I was like, I mean, it's good and stuff, but it just wasn't quite scratching the itch. Um, and I think that was because I love D Souls one so much and D Souls two was a, a letdown. I, I mean, I'd say it's probably like a solid 7.5 or eight out of 10. I really didn't like it nearly as much as the others. So I was just hungry for more of that, you know, kind of slower paced shield, big, heavy, you know, great sword dragons and knights and magic and shit. That's what I really wanted was another game that felt like dark souls one and uh, bloodborne just, it, I, I I didn't want to unlearn, you know, the Dark Souls right. mentality of defending and stuff. So I know I think that's it. That's why at the time it didn't really stick with me that much. Um, so then when Dark Souls three came out, I I mean I'm I maybe got like a third to a halfway through that, um, and it's a really good game and it feels a lot closer to to D Souls one, but mm-hmm. it just I couldn't shake the feeling that it was redundant, you know, and it's like when I finally got what I wanted, that's when I realized it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Um, so then I, that's when I finally appreciated that Bloodborne felt so fresh because it's the same concept, same structure, but feels a little bit different. Right. Um, right. so it, I mean, it took me years to finally get to that point and be ready for something that's different, something that's fresh and not exactly like dark souls. And I was really worried that I would feel the same way about Sekiro because um, now it's like more linear in some ways. You can't be different classes. All these changes we've all already talked about. Um, I was like, is it going to be different enough that I'm not going to dig it again? Um, but uh, I would say at first I had to unlearn a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> and I was I was getting my ass kicked immediately, just getting destroyed until I finally like – got deflecting down and got them like the movement down and stuff. And what I think is really cool about this game is you really just to be the best at it. You just got to like role play. You just got to be hella fast and hella aggressive. And that's how you'll be successful. And that's, it kind of reminds me of Um, (laughs) Spider-Man. Towards the end of Spider-Man, you have some very, very tough enemies, like heavily armed. The best way to play is to be like Spider-Man and just move really fast and like get him into the air and play like a, a vertical, you know, right. Yeah. And take on the combat. Like you just got to role play. <clears throat> um, so like the first couple days playing Sekiro, I was just getting destroyed. And then I took a break and I played some other stuff. And we have, if we have time tonight, I'll touch on some of those, but um, they came back to it and then things finally started clicking. Um, and I made some good, I, I didn't like get as many bosses in one go as, as you, but you know, I had some pretty decent chunks where I'm like, finally, like, Mm-hmm. This stuff is clicking and I'm getting it and I'm, I'm not struggling with easy enemies anymore. Like it's, um, just feeling like I got it. Um, so yeah, but, but the game is, is so great and it's so well designed because it's very difficult, but it teaches you, it does a great job of teaching you. So you make in, incremental upgrades to your own ability, like your right. own playing ability. And that's how you, you know, progress through the game and stuff. Um, so yeah, I 
I think that you. Uh, I think that you came in, like playing any game. Obviously, the the pace of of Dark Souls is slow. The, like the combat pacing of Dark Souls is slow, and that's the reason why. I personally, I hate to admit this on here, but I'm I know for a fact that the struggle that you had from. Dark Souls to Bloodborne is the exact opposite of what I'm going to have whenever I actually deep dive into Dark Souls. Yeah. Because, like, it it just depends on where you come in. And luckily for me, like, I came into a From game with Bloodborne. Bloodborne is already a faster paced than Dark Souls. Sekiro is faster than, than Bloodborne. So, like, for me, I feel like it wasn't it wasn't that much of a jump. As it is for you, who I mean, granted, yes, you did play a little bit of Bloodborne, but we we I think you'll admit this that Dark Souls is your cup of tea. Yeah, that's what you would prefer to play. A hundred percent. And it wasn't until it wasn't until recently that I felt like I was decent at Bloodborne either. Right. Um, honestly, until just recently when I'd finally took yeah. on Vicar Amelia. Yeah, and and the, the, it's funny because the guys at work. Um, they're like talking about what they're going to play next and whatever. And they were like, well, I'm thinking about this dark souls because they were, they were like, I don't know if, uh, Segaro is good. Cause I said, you should probably try a more from, if you're trying to stick with a from game, go like to dark soul. I was jokingly saying that, but I said, dark souls is more of like their traditional side of things. I'm not saying Sekiro's not, but I feel like Sekiro is still kind of like a, so out of left field game for them compared to their, their other stuff. So anyways, I basically told him dark souls. So he started looking into dark souls and he was like, dude, this looks awesome. But I'm going to go to dark souls. And I was like, dude, you're going to get your ass kicked. Like, it's so hard to go from fast to slow and the, or slow to fast. It's just hard. Yeah. But, and that, and, and that's the whole reason why I think that I love, I like Sekiro as much as I do, because it's, I went from Bloodborne to Sekiro, where my jump is not nearly as hard as it is for you from Dark Souls to Sekiro. Or- and uh, that, that's why I'm glad that I got back into Bloodborne just just recently now, because um, honestly, yeah. this is the first time I felt that um, I felt that I was struggling my way all through Bloodborne, and now I'm I feel like pretty comfortable um, with finishing up the area that I was in and the area that I'm now almost done with. I've never, Dude. I've never felt that I until now that I, I'm like having a decent time with it, or in terms of getting my ass kicked. Right. I mean, see, and it's funny to me that you like brought up like knights and magic and dragons and stuff because I'm like, Bloodborne was such the perfect niche for what I like because I mean, it's like a gothic aesthetic, which is what I love. I love gothic aesthetics and then on top of that towards i mean i don't know if you've i know you already know the end of the game but um the later on portion where it's like cosmic horror god i love cosmic horror too hp lovecraft is my shit dude yeah and that's why when the game was first out and i didn't want to spoil myself too much you know gothic victorian england i'm not a huge fan of that right so that kind of turned me away and then when i you know learned what like the back half of the game is all about like then I was like, oh shit, this is it. Actually, goes in many yeah. interesting places. Oh, dude, that, it's so funny. Like, 
hearing a new somebody new to it i i hate bringing him up so much but it's like such a refreshing thing the the guys at work and it's like hearing them struggle to put things together like the guy was talking about the baby crying and then um well one guy he was talking you've have you gotten to rom yet no um you know what rom is right yeah yeah, so he was like, Rom just looks so stupid. And I was like, dude, you're talking about a fucking great one there. Like, shut your mouth. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what a great one is. I was like, oh, my God, are you even paying attention to the story? And, like, he's – I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't care about the story, but he's just, like, playing it just because of the game. And he's playing it because he thought it was just a gothic game, and he thought that looked so awesome. And I was like, dude, it's – it it. It's a cosmic horror game that takes place in a gothic setting for a portion of the game. I was like, I'm not even going to tell you half because it's not really even half. Yeah. Like it's it's less than half. I was like, that's just what everybody sees and that's what they think. But there's so much more to it on the other side and it whatever. And I hope that – I mean I know it, it won't be to that same um, – to that same level, but I'm hoping that Sekiro goes in that same direction because like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, they both have this like, um, I mean, especially Dark Souls, but they both have this like magical tone to them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Where like, it's, it, they push them off into such a fantasy world that I'm hoping that Sekiro like starts off grounded just like in, bloodborne and then just goes off on this thing where you're like i don't know where the hell this is ending i hope that's what happens and i think that they have a little bit of that stuff sprinkled into there but it seems so far it seems extremely grounded in the this is the world that we're living in and that's it so i i don't know i don't know if you even know like where it goes i mean i heard about that in a review and i don't want to spoil it for you yeah don't I have the guide coming. Because <laughs> doesn't that release like oh, I need to buy that too? The fifteenth, dude. I'm, April. I'm counting down the days. Gotta get that too. Yeah, it, and the I want it for because like I have the the Breath of the Wild guide too, and I'm I only ever used it for the um um the recipes for the most part. Yeah. So, and I'm that's what I'm hoping to do with this one. Where like I can just check through it. Like, what the hell did I miss? What does this do? How can I use this to better this or that or blah blah blah? Like I'm trying. I don't want to use it for a walkthrough. I just want to use it as literally a guide. <laughs> but yeah, it's. God dang! I just love that game so much. Is there a way I could get a tattoo that incorporates both Bloodborne and Sekiro? Probably. I mean, I'm sure. And it. And I have to say this. I I need to give you props. For introduce because before before you said anything about anything, I don't think that I would I had Bloodborne, but I don't think I would have ever played it again. If I'm completely honest, if it wasn't for you, like whenever we first started, doing, I don't know if you remember this, but whenever we first started doing this podcast, I remember we sat down to talk about like what we were going to talk about, and you go, dude, have you played the Dark Souls games? And I was like, no, dude, those are just way too tough for me. And you're like, dude, those are some of the best games I've ever played. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't really care. And then whenever you came for, like, I still had the game, and I still considered 
played it every so often. Bloodborne is what I'm talking about because of the connection that you put in there. And then whenever you came and you're like, dude, we're going to beat this game. And then we didn't, (laughs) (laughs) we didn't get anywhere. And then it turned into a race. And like, honestly, if you would have never told me about dark souls or your attachment to from games. And if I would have never played bloodborne that weekend with you, and we would have never done the race. I don't think I would have ever cared about Sekiro. And I would have missed out on – honestly, From is probably my favorite game developer now, honestly, out of any of them. But, yeah, I, I would make, agree, man. I would agree. I mean they're like – them and Nintendo, obviously Nintendo, but it's like one-two. When it comes or, to straight gameplay, yeah, they, they are they are the masters. Yeah, and, and everything is so purposeful. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I love. Like there's I don't know, watching Epic Name Bro, we've talked about him before, like the way that he breaks things down in his videos, it, it's just like, I don't know. He, he points out like the stuff that enemies drop. And I'm like, I, I never made this connection ever. And how the hell did they make this connection? And it's yeah, they're really they're really good, dude. And I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. It, the thing is, I feel like it, it takes like someone or someone or like yourself like pushing past that initial hump so like when i started with both dark souls and demon souls because i got them for like 15 to 20 bucks each on ps3 and i i tried both of them and then quit immediately and then i came back to it kind of just out of curiosity i think yeah um and i so i started playing it and I, I realized that there was like a wiki for it, right? Or, or I guess I started digging into the wiki. <laughs> right. And then learned so much about the different systems. And like I spent more time reading about it than playing until it, I finally I felt like I had enough understanding to then go tackle the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, our friend Osmar, um, I tried to do the same kind of thing for him with Dark Souls 1. Um, he played through and finished it shortly after I did. And I tried to like give him the hints and pass on what I knew, so that like he was then able to take that and then build his own skill, and and beat the game. And I wanted to do that for you as well. Um, you did it <laughs> once. Once you clear that first hump, like, and it all finally clicks, and you you get how their games work, then you know it, you can you can um, apply that to all of them and right. have such a good time. So, did has he pl- did he play two and three? He. He finished one and he has three. I don't know how far he is in three, because mm. he's only got an Xbox One. Right. See, I've I've considered, I've considered looking into picking up Demon Souls because of this. You should, you should, because it's gonna go out. Of, probably gonna be extremely hard to find soon. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's for P. Thinking. Yeah, that's for PS3 though, right? Yep. Hmm. I mean, if I run into it at some point in time, I have um. I have a, a couple of people I know actively looking for the game of the year edition Bloodborne because God dang, do I want that thing so bad, but whatever it's yeah. Oh, th- that, w- that was something else I was going to say that like, I feel like the people that are 
that are good at for instance you with bloodborne i mean dark souls like you have such a good understanding of the first one and how things connect and so on and so forth that you are more wanting other people to experience what you experienced as well so you want to drive that home you want the people to you you just want to help out is my point and that's the other thing that i think is like the hardness of the game is so it's it's i mean the difficulty it's hard but it's not impossible right but because once you get over that hump like you are so you see the other side of it so but you've come from the other other side of it to where like i don't know i'm experiencing it with the guys at work like i said where it people that play these from soft games they most other games it's like it's the whole get good thing but like that's not really a mantra where most people that are playing these games are really more like hey this is what you need to do to get good it's not like man you're never going to beat this game like stop just stop playing it now it's too hard for you like i've in the community of from games i don't think i've ever experienced that it's more people like hey this is what you need to do this is how you get better try doing this don't do that Rather than uh, you're never going to get past this, just stop now. Right. Like it is with other games. I mean, the best example, another good example of that, which I think is awesome. It's one of my favorite things, honestly, in gaming was whenever um, Bloodborne was free for PlayStation. And you had all these people coming in that never played these games ever. And they were having such a difficult time that all the people that played it, they would, they, I mean, including myself, I don't know if you took part in it, but for that entire month, everybody just got online to play the games to help the new people out that were struggling with the games and there was like a complete um i don't a, almost a treat and um a piece that's what i'm trying to think of something peace i don't know like everybody just agreed on a peaceful thing to where they weren't gonna, if they invaded somebody's game they weren't going to go to kill them they were going there to help them so nobody killed each other in their games because they all just wanted to help each other out for this entire month I mean, after the month, it went away, but whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I just – I remember going there and see, in Bloodborne, seeing how many people were playing that game based on how many messengers were around each lamp. And the lamps were, like, covered in messengers because there were so many people playing, trying to help each other out to beat this really hard game. And I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's the exact same, you know, um, the same philosophy that we're talking about. So it's it's awesome to see that so widespread. Yeah. And also I think what you were saying about like you just have to get over that initial hump. I think the um, the Brian Altano like explaining it by using legend is still the best thing in the entire world. Like it it's exactly what you just said except using the legends of the hidden temple. If you didn't know. Um no, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, do you know what the Legend of the Hidden Temple are? Is? Yeah, I know what it is, but what did he say about it? Okay, so the very first thing, you have like 20, I, you really have like 10 teams, I think. Like the Blue Barracudas, the whatever. But um, anyways, though, you had, no, in Silver Monkeys, whatever. Um, the very first thing was, they never asked you, they didn't ask you a single question. They didn't ask you anything. It was, you and your partner have to get across this moat. And if you can't get across the moat, you don't continue the game and like it took it uh 10 teams and it narrowed it down to like six 
And then after that, you had these questions where it narrowed it down to two or whatever. I don't remember exactly how many it was, but it was like, bam, bam, bam. And that's the same thing with like a from game where just because it's my best example, Bloodborne, the very first hunt that you have is that huge square with all of these enemies at this bonfire roasting one of these guys. And like you just have to get through it. And if you can't and most people hit that and they're like, holy crap, I can't even get through the first stage of the first stage. Not I can't get to the first boss. It's I can't even get past a portion of the stage, and that's the moat. If you can't get past that, it just weeds them all out. And then by that point, you get to Father Gasquin. I mean, assuming that you just get through um, the cleric beast. And um, but once you get past that, then you're just like, okay, now I'm done with this. And then that Father Gasquin is now the like four questions that you have to answer. And it's like, nope, you can't do it. We're just getting rid of all y'all. And by the time you're done. With, with those two sections, you have your player count down to half. <laughs> and you haven't even started the game yet. And uh, I think that that's a good um, explaining of it. Explanation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. I was, was going to say something. I forgot what it was. Um, yep, that's a, that's a good one. Totally forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, you been playing anything else? Um, I'm really. You've inspired me to plug in my DS to play Pokemon. I haven't done it yet, though. I, I haven't played a whole lot since Sekiro's been out, but I've been itching um, to get back into um, Pokemon Y. Because mm-hmm. I told you, I told you I'd, I'd jump to that, right? Well, you actually told me that you jumped to Sun and Moon. Oh, maybe I, maybe I got it mixed up, but uh, I was focusing on Pokemon Y because I started with Black Two. Yeah. I went to Y to see the um, 3DS upgrades, um, and so I'm assuming you knew I was in Chicago yesterday. No. But oh, okay. So I was in Chicago yesterday, <laughs> uh, which is why you know I was talking to Nick and stuff. I went to a concert. Um, but I was playing some Pokemon Go. I was like, oh, shit, I need to get back into that. <laughs> Don't do it, dude. Yeah. It sucks you back in and it doesn't like go. So I'm, I haven't really been playing much Pokemon. Okay, but any, anything else? Um, I also really want to get back into Red Dead 2. I mean, not for any reason except that I really miss the world. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just think about... Like a, a, a really powerful, you know, segment in that game. And I'm like, God damn, that story was so good. Yeah. Like, what was the movie that you were talking about that it follows the same thing? Um, Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. Unforgiven. It's pretty similar. I've, hmm, I've been, I've been trying to figure that out. Um, go, yeah, go ahead. The one that really has been getting me is I'll think about that that second last mission when um, John proposes to uh his fucking wife what's her name um what is her name abigail abigail and you're out on the lake like i'm like god damn that was so good like that's it was so emotional you know because because you're in it you know i think that's why it hit so hard did you did you do the mission with charlotte no which one is that she's um She's she's in the last portion of it, the game, but she uh, 
She you you find her. She's burying her husband. They like moved. They were like this really wealthy couple that moved off into the woods, like to just live out in the woods. But she's burying him because he died of something, whatever. And she has like no food, no nothing. And you have to teach her how to hunt. And then you teach her how to hunt. And then and like she takes care of you because you're sick. And then Arthur, I should say. The point is, is like you keep going back there and she's like you keep helping her, like teaching her how to survive. And she's like just this really nice lady that she has no idea what you've done in your past or anything like that. She doesn't know anything. And she has all this money, but she doesn't use any of it because she's living off the land. She's doing what her husband wanted her to do. Do you, any of this ring a bell? No, I, I definitely didn't do this. Okay, oh, dude, it's like so sad because the whole time I was doing it, um, like, so I knew the end of the game was coming up, and I was like, I, she, she's obviously a side mission, but um, I I knew it was coming up, so I kept like trying not to go back to camp because I knew that if I went back to like one of these times I'm gonna go back to camp and it's gonna be over, so. I, I stopped going back to camp. So instead of going to camp, Charlotte's house is like not too far from your last camp. So I was like, I I found her. I just – I want to spend the time with her. I want her to be the new – whoever the chick was that um, that you like keep meeting up with and you – what I forgot what her name is. You, the one that John was – I mean um, Arthur was supposed to marry but didn't because of the father. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I wanted her to be that, like to yeah. where she would just take care of Arthur because at one point you go there and you help her with something. I can't remember what it is, but um, he, Arthur gets – oh, she cooks for you. That's what it is. Like you take a rabbit and she cooks for you. She cooks rabbit stew or something like that for you. You eat it, and then whenever it's time to get up and walk out, you have a coughing attack. And like Arthur passes out, and whenever he passes out, she takes him into her bed, and she's like, she cleans up and whatever, and she leaves a note saying like, thank you for everything you've done for me, blah blah blah. And whenever you wake up, she's gone, and you have no idea where she is. So like, I kept wanting to go back to like talk to her. Well, I was watching a, a lady on YouTube. She's playing through it, and she was on that mission too. And it's so sad because the whole time you're just like. Arthur, just tell her that you're dying. That you know, like, just tell her all this stuff. And at the the very last portion of it, I'm sorry, I'm ruining all this shit for you. But That's fine. it it was very like this was honestly one of my most important parts. But you go back to her sitting on the porch, and you just go up to her, and you talk to her, and he just says, you know. You'll be fine by yourself. I'm not going to be around much longer, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, um, well, I couldn't survive without you, whatever, and you, sir, or something like that is, the, I think what, is what she says. And th- this is after your like fifth time talking to her, and Arthur looks at her and goes, it's Arthur, Arthur Morgan. And then she says her name, Charlotte and whatever it is and then she's just like well you t- you be good now whatever and then like that's it you can you never talk to her again and she's gone forever and it's like really sad she's just still sitting there on the porch but you can never interact with her again that that button's gone yeah and i, I was like Ugh. i don't know i felt i wanted arthur to have somebody like towards the end of all this I mean, we probably yeah. should have said spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was <laughs> fine. 
I wanted Arthur to have somebody at the end of this, and I knew he wouldn't, but I tried whenever I could to have somebody there. But everybody just kept either leaving or he, due to his dialogue, just didn't keep her, keep anybody around. Whatever. Right. But yeah, I because of all the um, uh, like grave sites and everything like that, I want to find all of them and – all this other stuff. And also there's a guy at work too that was talking about playing Red Dead 2 as well. And he I was like, Do you have a gang back together yet? And he was like, No. And I it still pisses me off whenever people don't have the gang back together yet. Like they're a family. Get them together, dude. Come on. Um, that that reminds me, one of the other sections that I like randomly remembered was when you're writing with like the the Native American chief, and then Arthur tells him about how he, he had a kid. And it's mm-hmm. like so out of the blue, like, oh, shit, he had a kid. Like, yeah. And, and then what happened? Like, I was like, oh, man, like, dude, you, you I, realize, like, why, you know, part of the reasons why he is the way he is, you know? Yeah. They, I, that makes me wonder if maybe that's the DLC. If there's a DLC. I hope that there's DLC. Uh, well, I mean, weren't, wasn't it like the kid was, you know, it was always young. Yeah, um, but then they got killed. Yeah, by, by oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. You never know. Maybe he survived, and Arthur doesn't know it. Stop being such a doubter. Okay, so what? Did, Red Dead Three is going to be with Dutch. <laughs> Red Dead Four is your back as a uh, uh, Jack. Is it? No, I don't think Red Dead Three will be as Dutch. I, I'm going out on a limb here. You can write it down in my soothsayer journals. Red Dead 3, if it ever comes out, will be with um, Hosea. You'll be Hosea. But Dutch will be there. Well, yeah. Like, this is Hosea and Dutch forming their gang, I think. And oh, yeah. I and I could – because obviously you're going to die. I don't know if anybody's figured this out yet, but the character that you start out as always dies, <laughs> and you carry on as somebody else. And I think that like you go through, and you then it picks up, yeah, like later on where you know he's gonna die, and it uses, may, dude, it could use the game that you created of Red Dead Two to figure out like how they cross paths. That way, like for instance. Um, you do something as Arthur in your game, and it comes back up where Arthur and Hosea talk about that time that you met the the nun, for instance. Like, not everybody did that. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. I just, I just miss Arthur. Yeah, it's it's a sad, sad thing. Yeah. Also, I think that me playing um, Neo. Also helped me with the combat of Sekiro. Just saying. I think. I'm not, yeah, speed, I'm not even gonna plan on going back to that until I've taken out both Bloodborne and Sekiro. I and mean Neo, and then by then Neo Two is probably gonna be out. <laughs> Dude, by then we'll be on Bloodborne Two. God, I hope so. I shouldn't even joke around about that because it's probably not never gonna happen. I, I think it is. They've been hinting at stuff. <sighs> like what? There, you there, keep there, saying this. It was the, in the VR game that the it. doll, the doll. It doesn't matter. And I, I, I swear they, they said something about it. We've got two more games that we're working on. That I mean, I think that that happened. Yes, 
I, I do remember us talking about that and having a conversation about that. But um, but Miyazaki was asked about why the doll was in the game, and he said, I, I, it's, it's just a nod. Like, it means nothing. It's just a nod. Which I'm not saying confirms anything. Like, that, uh, he could obviously be lying. But it. I feel like there's no real reason, unfortunately. Well, I, we'll see. I, I, I think it would be a, something that would totally make the PS5 launch, like, yeah, um, oh, amazing. Hell yes. But I, I also feel like one of the one of the games has to be an Xbox exclusive. I just they've done Bloodborne is Sony's exclusive, and I feel like they just like Microsoft has to be trying to get them to do something. No, I bet. And I, I'm actually surprised. Um, Sekiro didn't turn out to be a place an Xbox exclusive. They probably just got as far as they would let him because they announced yeah. it like the the Xbox E3 conference, and I think most oh, yeah, of the marketing or a lot of the marketing was uh, for Microsoft. But what did you get it on? PS4. I like playing these games way better on the PS4 yeah, controller. Me and too. The both um, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X they performed about the same. Well, I heard that the, um, according to Digital Foundry, they said that the PlayStation if, uh, Pro is frame frame rate wise is better. Yeah. Which is so weird. Why? But whatever. Like, there's no reason for the PlayStation 4 Pro to have any frames better than an Xbox One X. It, well, Xbox it- One X. The thing is, from is they're not their games often have technical issues. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah, they're not pushing for that too much. Yeah, so that's I think that's why um, they're going to optimize for PlayStation and not put a ton of effort into Xbox because that's they're probably not going to sell nearly as much on Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you may be right on that one. I was going to say like I'm pretty sure you and I could could make a game right now care about which one runs better and we would accidentally make it run better on xbox one x because like it's so i feel like you almost have to try to hinder it but whenever you pointed out like they probably just did a quick optimization for the playstation because everybody knows that the xbox doesn't sell very well in japan this is probably being sold more in japan than anywhere else so it makes sense yeah so we i don't think we're really gonna have time to go into the news at all but there was a rumor. Did you see that? Uh, um, From is working on like an open world action game that George R. 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 Martin is the key writer on, or the head writer. Sorry. No, but I unfortunately you're going to disagree with me. I have zero cares. I mean, I don't think it's. Re- I don't think there's any way it's real. Really? Why? Why not? Opinion. Well, everything seemed fine with the rumor until they said the guy that wrote Game of Thrones is the guy writing this. They said it's like open world. There's seven kingdoms, and you have to, you can like go to any of the kingdoms in whatever order. And I mean that all sounds fine and cool and fun. But then, I mean, if they get a, a really good writer on it, that would be even better. And, well, yeah. Uh, they said apparently it might be unveiled at E3, so hopefully I, we see something there. I mean, yeah. I hmm, I don't know. That I feel like that's more of a. When did this come out? Like last week, within the last week. Hmm. 
I don't want to say I feel like this this sounds awful lot like uh an April Fool's joke. It was it was before April Fools. Okay. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I just feel like he he I feel like R. Martin whatever the hell his name is. He's very um wishy-washy, I should say. He doesn't say. work on much stuff. Yeah, he doesn't work on much stuff and like he already has criticized how many times uh, the Game of Thrones show because he's like, oh, you shouldn't have done this because of this. And you shouldn't have done that because of that. Like, I think he's the problem with all that stuff. Like, he's so, I don't know. I hate to say it because I don't want to give them credit, but the writers for um, The Walking Dead, like, they approach it the right way, I feel like. And he is like, oh, I put it specifically in the books this way because of this and here you guys are going change it and he gets all pissy about it like that's what that's what i feel like if that if you understand what i'm saying there at all i I don't really have an opinion either way i'm just he seems to be awfully critical of all that stuff and like the writers for the walking dead i don't know if you know this but like the things that happened in the show are not necessarily the things that happened in the comics and they say all the time like the whole reason why they do that is because sometimes they make a decision in the comics where they're like, well, we wish it would have played out the other way. So then whenever it comes to the show, they're like, no, do the other way. Like we have the comics that go this way, use the show to go that way, which is, I feel like that's the right way to approach it. They're not, they don't have to be intertwined. It doesn't have to be exact. Like treating it as a different universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that probably works. Yeah. That would work for the better. Just it gets less complicated. Right, and also, why would I read a book? I mean, why would I watch a movie that I've read a book on or a TV show or vice versa, play a game that I've already read the book? And, like, whenever they are word for word exactly the same. What's the point? Yeah. But, but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, man, so I, I, I have not watched all of Game of Thrones before yet. Um, um, I'm, I'm finally either. up to season five. I'm I'm really digging it. You may, you may have just said that you don't like it, but I really dig it. I I stopped at five, so. <laughs> oh well. I mean, it it's just I don't know. It got to a point where I just I didn't care what was happening. It didn't affect me. It just was like just just everybody just dies. Like okay, but that's me. I I didn't care. Now, what they should do is they should make um, a TV show based on this game called Sekiro. Uh, that, is, is you think that's gonna be good though? No, it would be terrible. <laughs> they would have these like bad Japanese. <laughs> oh, what language are you using? It it would have to be like a eight episode long anime. Why do you say eight? Well, I, I feel like it couldn't be super long. I, whatever. So what language are you using? Uh, Japanese. I didn't realize you could change it. Oh. I I have English on only because, like, I, I don't want the time to happen where I'm, like, I don't know, my dog starts eating something or something, and I can't read the subtitles. Even though, Now, I know that it's, like, the wrong way of doing it, that I should have been a purist, and I should have just let it go on Japanese. I know this. But 
I didn't for those very reasons. Like I said, sometimes just things happen in life, and I figured I would rather be able to listen to it than be required to read it at all times. So I went with English, but it's not bad at all. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, this isn't right. I'll have to give it a shot and see what I, yeah. see what I think. Jeff Gerstmann hates that it is as good as it is. <laughs> He's the, like, I, fe- I feel like it should be terrible. <laughs> the voice acting or like the gameplay? The voice. No, oh. the voice acting. He, Yeah, he's like – because he pointed it out. I noticed it, but I, it didn't really click in my mind. But like it, whenever you first start the game, it's just like, now listen. This game is Japanese. You need to listen to it in Japanese. Okay, it's Japanese. And then it's like that's the default. And they give you the option of like um, uh, the options are default English Japanese. <laughs> so it's like, are you sure you want to do this English thing? We gave you Japanese on two different ones here, and like, so it tries so hard to make sure that you don't pick uh, English and that like it it insinuates that it's going to be terrible and you don't want to experience this. But it's not bad at all, really. It's I I enjoy it. I'll have to give it a shot. I mean, I've considered a couple of times going back and like switching it back to Japanese, but I just know something's going to happen, which is fine, right? Okay, are we doing any of the news, or is this just going to be uh, Sekiro special? Um, I, I just want to talk about a couple games that I've been playing, but then yeah, I think we, I I, I got to get off soon, so. Yeah. We could save the news for next weekend. That sounds good. So, like I mentioned, um, I had to take a break from Sekiro after, as I was like getting used to things and relearning things. Um, and that's the key thing with this game, or these any of these types of games, is um, you you don't want to spend twelve hours fighting the same boss because you're never you're just going to get exhausted and never actually mm-hmm. get anywhere. And it's better to like take a break, come back. And, like, that's how I beat Father Gascoigne, multiple people in Dark Souls. That's how I beat Vicar Amelia, is taking a break. So, um, unfortunately, when I started Sekiro, I got frustrated multiple times. So, I went back. What did I play? I played some Assassin's Creed, but I want to talk about that next week. Yeah, I want to talk about that with Martinez, because I know he's played both of the latest ones. Right. Um, I fired up The Last of Us Remastered. Played that for like yeah, I saw you were playing that. Um, I forgot how good that game is. That's a really good fucking game. Yeah. So I want to I want to beat that before The Last of Us Two comes out, so I remember the story. I gotta wait till Sekiro's over. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get through both Sekiro and and Bloodborne right now because Sekiro I'm, I've been sticking with it, and then Bloodborne I'm just way overdue. So I want to make sure I get those off the list. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I did want to touch on was, uh, I've actually been playing Devil May Cry 5, so I got enough, like, Amazon reward points for my Amazon credit card to get, like, 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, so I basically (laughs) got it for free. That's really funny because, like, my wife, like, loves those reward points, and we have, like, $200 in reward points, but we want to have, like, she wants to wait till we have, like, a 1000 before we spend any of it, so, like, it's really funny that you're like, dude, I got 50 points. I can get a game with this, and here we are, like, just stockpiling up. Well, that, that's the smarter thing to do. Uh, 
Yeah, so I pick up DMC. Fun thing yeah. But pick up DMC five. Um, I played, I maybe like a third of the way through that. Um, like 10 missions in. That's a really good game too. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really enjoy it. Um, it's super, you know, like fast paced action, very flamboyant or flamboyant's not the, it's, it's, it's in your face. Right. Um, did you watch the cutscenes yet? The live action cutscenes? No. There's, there's live action? Oh, you don't know that? Don't tell me. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. I'm. No, this isn't ruining anything. Like you're never gonna know it. You're if you don't know it now, then you're not gonna find it. What do you mean? Okay, so th- th- okay, all the cutscenes they they did um uh. A walkthrough, I guess I would say, where they had like real actors. I don't know if they're the if they're like the actors that did the voices or whatever, or motion capture actors or whatever. But they like had them play out. They had these series of actors where they had them play it out on like a live set, and they wanted to. They used the exact motions of the camera and everything to see how it would work to make sure it would work whenever they translated it to the game. So once you see a, a, a cutscene in the game, there's the live action cutscene that's open, that's unlocked, like somewhere in a menu somewhere. And dude, they're hilarious and they're so good because like. <laughs> there so at one point in time i was i was watching him on youtube at one point in time this guy like he looks up and there's these like crows one of the characters in the game looks up and there's crows flying around well what they used for the crows to fly around was this guy in this green costume that no joke looks like tingle just floating on oh, by and just wa- flapping his arms around but and like you know that these actors just want to laugh but they can't so they have to be like super serious and then like the guy just like says something in japanese that's like super dark and like he's just like oh fuck this shit or something like that, whatever. And then like turns around and like walks back. And while this guy is still just floating in the air in this green suit, it's hilarious. And, but it, they're really funny is the point. And it's okay. awesome that they like put those in as well as the real cutscenes. So like, it's, it's not spoiling anything. You can watch okay. every single one of them on YouTube and they're hilarious. Yeah. You gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's definitely a, um, it's a very Japanese game. Yeah, it's like seriously not taking itself seriously. Yeah, if that makes sense. But um, it's it's a lot of fun, and you know, um, the original Devil May Cry series came out at a time, you know, in in a in a style of action game that's like fixed camera, you know, slightly isometric. Does it? It doesn't feel super great to play them today, or as smooth as other games have have mm-hmm. been lately um but uh, it feels great to play and there's like a ton of secrets it's worth exploring stuff crazy bosses like every boss is crazy so um definitely recommend that too you're making me really want uh, so i sekiro is better but just play sekiro it's it's a better game yeah i know but i really been considering getting god of war i mean god of war i'm looking at the trade-in value for god of war that's why i said that i've been don't really do it, dude. don't do it <sighs> But I really want to play Devil May Cry. Don't do it. Don't don't sell God of War. It's the best game ever. It's not the best game ever. It's close. It's a top ten, I would say. The the problem that I have with God of War is that there's not much replay value. Is my issue. Like you played it once, there's no reason to go back. I I want to go that far, but yeah, it's not fantastic. 
I'm I don't know how else. The only thing you can do is the Valkyries, but you get, in my opinion, you don't get much for the Valkyries. And what you do get, you have to start the game over to use any of it. Like, I don't want to get something just to be able to use it on my next playthrough because there's no reason to play through it again. I'm not getting a different ending. I'm not getting anything extra. I don't. I I don't think it's New Game Plus. They oh, added it. Yeah, they added it. That's right. But I don't know. That's just. That's just my opinion. Like that's its detriment, but it's only thirteen dollars. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Dark Souls remastered. I'm just kidding. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. No way, dude. Okay. Um. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. Um. Because then we can talk about a lot of news next well, week. What did you think about the snake? Now I'm curious. Um. The first time I saw it. I was like, holy shit. And then it knocked me off the branch and I was yeah. just, I was just totally shook. And then I had to take a break. <laughs> Cause I was, I was just like, holy crap. And then I was just super scared. Um, the next time I played, but then eventually got through the, um, the, the guy at work that's playing bloodborne, he told me, and I completely forgot about this and I felt so bad, but he was saying that he, whenever he was going through the the Forbidden Woods and Bloodborne, he was having a real problem with it because his biggest fear is snakes. And <laughs> so then I go to work and I was like, "Dude, you gotta like just watch the walkthrough of this guy play the first encounter with the snake." And like not even thinking about it, I was just like, "Just watch this. Just watch this." Is what I said. So I like found it on YouTube, whatever, showed him it, and. Like the snake pops out and he was like, what the fuck? And like starts freaking out. And I was like, oh, I forgot you're afraid of snakes. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but he was like, I don't think I can play this game. I don't think I can play it. Not, and it's like it sucks because I really want to I really wanted to play it. If you like Bloodborne, God, you got to give this game a shot. But um, and he's liking it. Like I, I convinced him to start the game over and he's up to ROM. Like he's pretty far in Bloodborne, and I convinced him to start over. But um, well, it's because he was playing on his son's account, and I was like, "If you 100% this game, it's gonna show that your son 100% of the game." And he's like, "I don't care about that." I was like, "For any game, that's fine, except Bloodborne." <laughs> I was like, "Cause it's actually an accomplishment." So no, so I I convinced him to get. It's, get his own account and stuff and he said that he was going to do what i did to you whenever we were doing the race where every time that i beat a, a boss i sent you the screenshot <laughs> he told me that's what he was going to do and i have yet to get a screenshot so i'm assuming he hasn't beaten any boss yet mm. which is hilarious because he went from rom to nobody <laughs> but yeah uh yeah yeah there was something else i was going to say about that snake I don't know. I I'm I'm terrified for whenever he comes back. Cause God dang, is he gonna destroy me? Yeah, I don't want to know either. But yeah, all right. You gotta keep me updated on where you are. We gotta keep each other updated on where we are. Yeah. I wanna I wanna try to stay as close to you as I can, but hopefully. Uh, well, I'm trying to do the same thing for you, but at the same time, I don't want don't don't let me hold you back. Well, I'm not. No, dude, you're you're the one that's helping me. I had no idea, dude. I I beat the 
this is a slight spoiler. It's not spoiling anything with the um, the story, but I beat the drunkard in the Harada estate, and then I got all the way to this door that was locked, and I was like, oh, you need the key. And I go, okay, whatever. Like, so maybe I'll get the key in the other timeline was what I was thinking. So I started playing the other timeline, and that's whenever I beat like the the boss and everything like that in that area and i was like i still no fucking key like what the hell and then i talked to you you texted me and saying that you beat the guy whatever but um then you told me that your father gives you the key and i was like are you kidding me like how i missed that completely so without you i would have never known about this key without you i would have never known about these rats slash frogs in this other area i would still be going through the game normally like here i now i'm thinking holy crap i'm missing so much i gotta go back and make sure i'm checking everything heck yeah bro and i thought that i was doing so good by finding those walls like here and that is that is good i know but still because I, I haven't found any yet I've, I think I found three, so don't don't beat yourself up about it. Just saying. But yeah, all right. Welcome to the Sekiro special. Sekiro special. Is it Sekiro or Sekiro? How? What would you say? Pretty sure it's Sekiro. Hmm. Pretty sure that's the official thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way that you can. I dude, I need to beat all the Dark Souls games. Beat this one. All the Dark Souls games. I'm not 100%ing the Dark Souls games. Sorry, bud. Um, the ring stuff. No, I'm not going online and playing with some randos. Um, the, the servers may be shutting down anyway at some point. Yeah, but I I feel like they did take the online trophies out of the remaster. Honest, I, that's what I think. I don't know for sure because I swear I looked them up and they didn't say anything about online. But whatever. And it also never said anything about getting all the, the the rings. So I don't know. But anyways, though, and then after that, maybe go on to um, Demon Souls if I can find it. Oh, and I that's just, what I was going to tell you. Uh, 20 bucks on Amazon. Oh. How mad would my wife be on a scale of 1 to 10? That's better than the alternatives. Let's say alternatives. Well, what the other expensive purchases we were, we were talking about? <laughs> you didn't let me finish my thought. On a better sc- than that stuff. On a scale of 1 to 10, how mad would you be? 10 being like the worst, 0 being like completely fine. If I'm honest, I could deal with up to a 13, so I think we're fine. <laughs> yeah, so pop it in. I don't know. I spelled souls wrong. Uh, do I get the greatest hit one? Or the standard one. Um, the one I was just looking at, the standard or the greatest hits, was a little cheaper. Yeah, the great, but it's it has that greatest hits thing on it, which is fine. Is it though? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I know why it's so cheap. The why is that? It's digital only. Oh shit! Yeah, physical is $70. No fucking way. I think. That's what it's saying. Like, whenever I click on the edition and I click standard, maybe it's not. I don't know. 
Oh no, free delivery. It's all by. Never mind. It's the physical. But whenever you click on the standard to go to deluxe, because I would want the deluxe, it goes up to seventy. I don't know what the deluxe does differently, but whatever. All right. Anything else about Sekiro? No, I think I think we said enough. All right. We just gotta keep each other intertwined you need to get on amazon and order this strategy guide since you're already shopping yeah i was thinking about it i don't know why you want to do it's <laughs> so fucking good and it really bothers me that i have yet i need to get the um the bloodborne guide yeah they're nice yeah all right that's it Okay, well, that's been our Sekiro special of Codec Call. Um, find us <laughs> on the internet at, um, at Z Targeting 2016 on Twitter and at LukeDoll23. And Dakota's at Foxdie89 on Twitter. Um, subscribe on SoundCloud. Subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or uh, Google Play Store. Um, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Yep. Okie doke. All right, you gotta go to bed. Uh, yeah, I gotta sleep. All right, dude, you can sleep whenever you're dead. Yeah, I know. All right, see ya. Oh, yep, yeah, rock on.